Spring Sherathon on AFR. Hebrews 12.2 tells us to look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Call 877-616-2396 and make your pledge. Or give online at AFR.net. It's Spring Sherathon on AFR, and we're looking to Jesus. I turn my Sandy Rios with you. Third day of Sharathon, and uh, yeah, we're this. Are you ready for some good stuff? I like that callers. He says he tunes in for some good stuff, and it is good stuff. Even in the bad news, there's always hope because we have such an incredible Savior, and our hope lies in His character. And as I have said this week repeatedly, and will repeat, we just went through Easter. We were reminded that Jesus took on flesh, meaning He became a man. He didn't have to. Uh, This was the plan of the Father and the Son, and so he came and sacrificed himself. He actually put up with living on this earth with all the trouble, with the oppression, the injustice, the unkindness, the rudeness, uh, the violence, all of that. He took that on. He lived it just like you and I are living it. He did it. He didn't have to do it. He did it just because he loved us. And he actually allowed himself to be brutalized by men who were just like ants to him. He was God, by the way. He allowed those ants to absolutely brutalize him and take his life on the cross. And uh, that was part of the plan, too. And remember, it was so odious that he asked God to please, if it's possible, uh, take, take this away from me. But nevertheless, I'll do it. I'll do it, God. If this is what it takes, I will do it. Endurance. He endured the cross And he rose again. And that's who we appeal to. When we talk about all this bad news and when we talk about, you know, the world and all of it's true and and most of it is not good, uh, we are appealing to someone who understands because he was here on this earth and he died to redeem the world, the world, every country, every nation, every bad story you hear, every decadence, every disease, every sin. Uh, he died to redeem the world, and the world will be redeemed, and we're in that process right now. And that is, ladies and gentlemen, the good news. And our verse for this share is, we are looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And that's where those of us who believe in him will at some point, not on the right hand of the throne, but we'll be there in their presence, and we look forward to it, and that is the good news. Well, all right, this is the third day of share and if you have not given, well, you know it's time to do that if you can, if you're able, and if you have the resources to do it. Our phone number is 877-616-2396, 877-616-2396, or you can go to AFR.net, AFR.net. And before I introduce my co-host this morning, let's listen to one more uh, listener story, which is just, I love listening to these. I don't know who it is, but let's listen. We are listeners from Central Florida, and I just wanted to say that we appreciate the ministry at AFR. And we're also so very thankful for Sandy Rios in the morning. And no matter how discouraging the news may be, Sandy always points her listeners to faith in God, which gives us courage. Well, God bless y'all for what you're doing. Uh, my name is Chris. I'm from Georgia. Thank y'all for uh, all the timely broadcasting that you do, especially uh, 
Hamilton Corner, uh, the lady from Minnesota with the prophecy and everything. Y'all just keep doing a good job. Thank you. Every time I'm in the car, I have AFR on, period. Everybody in my family knows it. And now they're starting to learn, too. (laughs) That was so sweet. No names, but those were beautiful, beautiful. And so, uh, Tim, Wildman is the president of AFA. He's responsible for all of this. Uh, So, Tim, uh, good morning, and thank you for joining me. Hey, thank you, Sandy, and good to be with you this morning and all of our listeners across the country on this last day of share and um, So how are we doing? How are we doing? Okay, well, we are at, uh, okay, I'll just give you some benchmarks uh, okay. from the past Please. so that we'll know where we need to go by this evening if we want to break the record. And we've been breaking records the last three or four share uh, Total pledges, we're at uh, 12530 and that's families for the most part um 12, 12 so i think i want to say our record somewhere around 14 maybe something like that fourteen thousand. so we we're within we can see it from here and then uh, our running total is two million six hundred sixty nine thousand dollars uh, that's our running wow. total and i think the record is three two three uh, three three something like that, if memory serves me correct. So again, that also is well within sight. So uh, we could be <clears throat> we're poised. Let me just put it that way to have a uh, record shattering shareathon, and we're gonna. Uh, so, so we're that's you asked me where we are. That's where we are. And uh, let me just add uh, this to the mix. I was just informed by Jim Stanley, who was on last hour, that we have a $150,000 matching challenge from now, excuse me, until noon central time. That is amazing. So that means that uh, if you make a gift of any amount up to $150,000, that that will be matched. So if you give $100 now, it's going to be matched by $100. 200 and matched by 200. So that's on the um, uh, on the table. I was so, trying so to, you're I, saying I was going to try to avoid gambling metaphors here during share time, <laughs> but it's almost impossible, isn't it? <laughs> so you're saying you're saying if Bruce and I write yeah. out a check for 150,000, it'll be matched, right? So, yeah, we, we just yeah we just play that, music but... for the next four hours. Uh, <laughs> then, if you and Bruce want to go ahead and uh, you know take a mortgage out, second mortgage out, or whatever on your house, we can uh, arrange that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you're right though. That's what it means. Uh, as much as people want to give up to 150,000 dollars. It will be matched, and uh, let me give the phone number. So if you want to, by the way, this is the uh, last day, as Sandy said, so it's time for the Procrastinators Club of America to convene and uh, quit waiting, uh, quit putting it off. So if you want to give, make your pledge right now, double your donation by another generous uh, donor, supporter, has agreed to match up to $150,000 the gift uh, you make right now to AFR. Here's the phone number to reach us and to make your donation uh, here at 877-616-2396. I'll give that again. And I'm looking into our room of folks who are answering the phone for us. Most of them are staff. Some are volunteers who've come here 
from across the country to help us during our share Here's the phone number. Call now and uh, make your gift, and it'll be doubled, 877-616-2396. Help us make this a record-setting share Again, this is the last day, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, last day. If you want to give online, you can do so easily at AFR.net, AFR.net. Sandy? Tim, I was just thinking, uh, as, as we see these numbers increase, um, it reminds me of something. At, at, at our church, um, we are experiencing some incredible worship. It's just, um, it's, uh, let's see, it's not because like we have new band members and great singers who've joined us and suddenly the music is, you know, incredible on the platform or that the pastor's messages are going, you know, are just suddenly overnight phenomenal, uh, you, you know, just, uh, you know, we now we have, you know, Erwin Lutzer in the pulpit. You know, it's it, it, what I see happening in our church, honestly, my diagnosis is that God's spirit is moving in his people. And um, I, I see the people just, uh, they're just becoming so impassioned in their worship. And it's it's kind of uh, in spite of and in addition to what's happening on the platform. I'm on the worship team, so I can say that. Um, we're, we're, you know, we're working hard and doing, preparing and doing our best, doing some great music too. But I just think God's spirit is moving in his people. And I kind of think that's what's happening with us. I, I, we as hosts, and I know we're doing our best, um, that's for sure. Uh, but I just think that this growth and this support and this massive response is just God's spirit moving in his people. And it's kind of thrilling, actually. You know, remember when Blackaby wrote that book about find out where God's working and go there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you remember that? Yes, I, I remember forgot. that. That's not the name of it, but that was his principle. And I do think that God is at work, and we're just along for the ride. All of us are just along for the ride. It is his story, and it is his work. And uh, that's what I exper- I think is happening right now. People are desperate for truth, and they're, they're turning to God. Uh, it just... Um, it's really much easier, like for me in D.C., Tim, to talk about Jesus and his work and uh, good and evil because it's not hard now to see the lines drawn so uh, clearly, the distinction between evil and good, and that is God. There's really no other, you know, you can't fill in the blank. It's not Buddha. It's not It's not Muhammad. There's only one God uh, who claimed to be the uh, the creator who uh, sent his only son to die, and that would be the really unique thing about uh, Jehovah, who is the only God, by the way. Uh, so uh, it's a move of of a one God, and there is one God, and he's the uh, he's the God of our our founding fathers, and that's uh, we have a unique story in this country, and it will always be unique, and we just pray that the story never ends. Oh, it will at some point, but maybe not yet. It doesn't have to, and it does depend on us. We're doing our part, and I hope that all of you are doing your part. Our phone number again is 877-616-2396. Oh, but I hate to end this segment by doing this to you, Tim, but uh, we had this discussion in the last few days about the 
mask mandate and uh, being lifted uh, by that judge in Florida. But now overnight, this is what happened. This is clip five. This morning, the Justice Department officially filing an appeal of a Florida judge's ruling that overturned the nation's travel mask mandate. It comes at the official request from the CDC. In a statement, the agency says an order requiring masking in the indoor transportation corridor remains necessary for the public's health. The department is also taking into account count precedent, not letting a judge decide public health policy. For current and future public health crises, uh, we want to preserve that that uh, authority for the CDC to have in the future. I think it's really important that they actually appeal that, uh, that ruling because I think it is important that we are able to switch back to putting masks again if there's another big variant. Since the mandate reversal, a chorus of public health experts speaking out, denouncing the decision. This change in policy sets a really challenging precedent. A single judge overturning a mandate driven by public health professional means that we're unnecessarily putting many people at risk. It comes as COVID cases are on the rise. According to Health and Human Services, new infection rates have grown by nearly 23% in the last week. 36 states and territories have seen increases of about 10% or more in that same time. Hospital admissions are up too. And in Milwaukee, school officials there have reinstated the district's mask mandate just a day after it shifted to a mask optional policy, citing a significant transmission of the virus within city limits. For now, now, the masking rules on public transportation remain inconsistent. No masks needed on flights, but you may need to put one on inside the airport, depending upon which city you land in. But I'm here in Philadelphia. There is an indoor mask mandate, yet I'm seeing so many people without masks, so it's really quite confusing. The CDC's concern goes beyond this mandate, which was set to expire on May 3rd. They want to have the authority to put masks back on in the future, just in case of another surge. Just in case, just in case. Okay, so see what a difference a day makes. Tim, we don't even have time to talk about this, but we will on the other side because I'm anxious to know what you think about this. So suddenly the uh, they're going to be appealing this. I guess it will go to the Supreme Court, and heaven only knows what the Supreme Court will do with this since they have ruled almost 100% against anyone who thinks masking and vaccines are not a good idea. Well, they've been uh, they've got like a hundred percent record of ruling against those of us who feel that way. So I have an opinion. Can you hold that opinion? Yeah, I hold okay. it. I All hold right, it hold for, your thought. I hold, hold it for sixty thought. seconds or so. <laughs> All right. Okay. Our phone number is eight seven seven six one six two three nine six eight seven seven six one six two three nine six. Or you can call. Or you can call. Or you can go to afr.net, afr.net, and make your pledge. And uh, hang on, because we're going to find out what President Tim Wildman thinks about that appeal probably to the Supreme Court when we return after this. Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. American Family Association founder Don Wildman saw signs of the times long ago. At the turn of the century, he wrote these words, which ring even more true today. A dark cloud has descended on America. This cloud has left us unable to tell right from wrong. In pursuit of what is called politically correct, tolerant, and diverse, we have not only permitted, but promoted a way of life that, should we continue to follow it, will ultimately destroy this grand experiment we call America. There is a way to lift this cloud of darkness, 
a light to show the way. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. We need to do the best we can to follow that light and share him with others. A reminder from the American Family Association. My name is Gary, and I'm in Tennessee. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you to all the folks that are supporting AFR. I had a stroke about seven years ago, still paralyzed on my left side, and I cannot drive anymore. I cannot really look at TV very much, and I can't do anything on the computer. So I spend a lot of time listening to AFR every day. I'm so thankful, grateful to hear the truth shared with all. I want to say a special thanks to all the people who support AFR every year as a faithful supporter, such as our local old country store, Clark John, his wife, Bonita Day, they support us every year. And I want, I'm really thankful for that. Uh, so from uh, the heart of an old Tennessee country boy, I'd like to say thank you to each and every one of you who contributes to AFR. And I pray God's blessing on each one of you. It's Spring Sherathon on AFR. and make your pledge or give online at AFR.net It's Spring share on AFR and we're looking to Jesus So cool I'm telling you Gary from Tennessee that was very moving Uh, and isn't it good that God has a in in our time has a medium that you can still enjoy given your limitations isn't that something? I think about my father-in-law who was so impaired, could not see. He lost his sight uh, and could still get around, but he was living alone. And we ended up buying him a CD player with all of these great stories, story, war stories, because he was a World War II veteran. Uh, and he was able to just enjoy. He could handle that CD with his fingers. He could figure out where things were. And that's a great blessing of living in the time in which we live. And, Gary, we're just so grateful to you for listening to us and choosing that uh, as your kind of encouragement Our phone number is 877-616-2396, 877-616-2396, or you can go to AFR.net. This is the third day of our Spring share And so, Tim, before you give us our opinion on the CDC recommending to the Justice Department that they appeal to the decision of the Florida judge uh, that the mask mandate on airlines is uh, was was uh, the the the, the, uh, ruling was issued illegally. All right, so I want you to give that opinion. But what's going on with the money here uh, in the phones? Uh, the Sherathon, the money, the um, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> we sound like mobsters or something. I know, I know. What's I happening know. with the money? <laughs> the uh, money. Show me the money. <laughs> show me the money. All right, so the uh, the here's uh, here's what we have, folks. This is the last day of Sherathon. We're going to close it down at six p.m. Central Time. I'm going to join Abe Hamilton from 5.30 to 6 late this afternoon, and that'll be the end of the spring share We won't do this again until the fall. So if you've been waiting to give to AFR, 
to help us because we are a nonprofit. Uh, we're a ministry. We don't get, uh, unlike National Public Radio, we don't get tax dollars. We don't have uh, billionaires uh, who give us a lot of money that we can't, you know, uh, that we, we depend on our, on our monthly supporters, uh, our monthly listeners, uh, excuse me, our listeners who support us monthly. And so that's, uh, that's, that's who we are. That's the way it's always been. That's the way I hope it always stays because it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter how much you give. It just matters that you give faithfully and loyally. And God has used that, uh, over these decades to, uh, keep us going and growing since 1991, American Family Radio, we went on the air with our first station in 1991. So now, if you want to give and help us meet this $150,000 uh, ma- uh, match challenge, that is to say, if whatever gift you give right now, it goes toward meeting this up to $150,000 helps us double uh, your, your gift. So here's a phone number. Eight, this is the phone number I'm about to give. You call here. It rings American Family Radio. If phones ring anymore, I don't. I don't think they do. But what else do you say? They you call, and the phone rings slash buzzes. And our folks, I'm looking at right now through the glass here in our studios. They answer the phone and they take your donation, and uh, they uh, and uh, so that's the way it works. Here's the phone number: eight seven seven six one six. Two three nine six eight seven seven six one six two three nine six. Call now. Be as generous as you can and help us have a record-setting shareathon. It appears we're going to be able to do that. We'll know later on this afternoon. As I say, we're going to shut shareathon down at six p.m. Central Time uh, for our spring shareathon. Again, the phone number eight seven seven six one six two three nine six. And uh, the the website, if you want to give online or just follow the Sherathon online, if you want to, afr.net, afr.net. I want to thank Maxine from Alba, Ar- Alba, Arkansas, Alba or Alba, A-L-B-A, Arkansas, Elizabeth from Florence, South Carolina, Betty from Macon, Mississippi, B from North Chesterville, Virginia, uh, Samantha from uh, Tupelo, Mississippi, that's our headquarters. Uh, Maxine, uh, uh, let's see, Florence from Cypress, Texas, Daniel from Fairview, Texas, Ruben from Magnolia, Texas, and Valerie from Milan, Tennessee. That's just a few folks who've called the last half hour, Sandy. I want to know where my home state is. Hey, all of my, you know, fellow Illinoisans, where are you today? We need your phone calls too. Oh, well, we got <laughs> so, on, Dor- Dorothy, Dorothy from Moline called in about oh, 20 oh, minutes oh. ago. So. Oh, well, there, Dorothy, yeah, thank yeah. you for, for keeping the reputation of our state in good, good, <laughs> good stead. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of listeners in the Moline area. Uh, oh, we do. I know. Moline. We have a lot of listeners in Illinois. That's yeah, we do. Saying, Come on, you guys. Yeah. Hey, uh, t- all right. So, Tim, the CDC has asked the judge, you know, we thought they wouldn't do this because people are so thrilled that the mask mandate has been lifted. People mm-hmm. on planes rejoicing, the airlines rejoicing, the attendants, except for their union, are rejoicing about this. But the Center for, Centers for Disease Control now is asking the Justice Department to proceed with that appeal, and that's what they're going to do to stop the judge's ruling or over, you know, override the judge's ruling in, out of Florida. So what are your thoughts about that? Well, to use a sports analogy, I think what Biden is doing here is uh, snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. <laughs> yeah, by, good. That's good. Uh, by, by that, I mean 
that they just need to take this win and move on because this is a winner with the majority of Americans. That is no more having to mask up for airplane travel. And uh, in particular, they have this applies to other modes of travel, uh, too. Uh, but, uh, this is, uh, not necessary any longer, uh, to, for, for multiple reasons. And, but you know, back now that's my medical scientific, uh, analysis and we don't have time to go into a lot of that, but the judge didn't necessarily rule on that. The judge ruled that the CDC did not have the authority to issue these rules, uh, and especially on and on and on and on indefinitely. And this is my understanding, Sandy, of what the judge ruled. Yeah. So, so, so the CDC, they're not lawmakers. All right. They're not elected by anybody. They're bureaucrats. I think most of them are, it was always called the centers for disease control in Atlanta. Remember that? I don't yep. know if they're all in still in Atlanta or yes, not. Yes, they are. Okay. Well, uh, they, at some point need to go back to Congress and get the authority to, to issue mandates. Uh, that I think that's what the judge basically was saying, and uh, I think she's absolutely correct. It was a federal judge in Florida, and uh, so this may make it. Well, it looks like the Supreme Court may have to hear it since the United States Justice Department <clears throat> and said that they will go to court to give the CDC the authority again. That CDC does have the authority to tell Americans what to do all the time, anywhere they go. And I just, I just think that uh, the judge is right, and I hope that the uh, Supreme Court sees it that way. We'll have to wait and see. Well, that's the only uh, spark of optimism I have is that the court is going to have to rule not on – of course, they haven't been ruling on the merits of COVID. They've been ruling their little – out of the bubble of their limited knowledge. I have never seen, honestly, Tim, more ignorance come out of the Supreme Court. They actually have defied all the science. Uh, it sounds like they're reading the New York Times and watching ABC and CNN because uh, they've made terrible decisions on all things COVID. In fact, just last week they voted, they um, refused to hear a case or an appeal by some New York teachers about the mandate they, were, they had lost their jobs on the vaccine. And so they have been relentless. The Supreme Court has been relentlessly uh, deciding on the wrong side of things and uh, wrong side of science and the wrong side of truth. Uh, but the fact that this this judge in Florida made the ruling based on, as you described, finding that the CDC doesn't have the authority to make that kind of ruling, uh, then maybe, maybe on that they'll, you know, they will uh, overcome it. But I don't know. I But I just, you know, it shows what we had said. And I'm sorry that I, this is where, you know, I was right about this and I'm not happy. Uh, but I just, th this administration does not care. They don't care what people think. They are trying to take as much power as they can while they still can. They are in it to win. Uh, and I want to just uh, give you another example of that. You know, we're getting ready to uh, have this Title 42 lifted. I think it's May 23rd. Uh, Title 42 is the restriction on the border that keeps people out of this country because I don't know the details of the of the statute, but basically uh, the, the risk of COVID, they are not letting them across. And so it's turning back uh, tons of the illegal Im immigrants trying to come across. Not enough of them, but it's it's turning back some of them. But they expect that when this is lifted on May 23rd, uh, there will be in exponential amounts and they're already coming across because I heard a report this morning that they're not actually applying Title 42 already. 
So Jen Psaki was asked about this, and uh, she's, you know, you know, they're gonna, no, they're not gonna. I forgot exact words, but basically, Thank no, you. they're gonna let it. They're they're gonna lift it. They're gonna lift it no matter what. Yeah. And the irony of this, Tim, that they would be willing to say COVID's not an issue on the border anymore, so we won't apply Title Forty Two, but COVID is still an issue uh, in the skies with American citizens. I know. Yeah, I know it's hypocrisy at its the finest, right there. Uh, yeah. For the Biden administration, of course, that's nothing new. But it's also yeah. it's a, it's also just another major sign that yeah. they don't care well, what's best for America. Well, I care. think I think you're absolutely right about that. I think there's a, a real opportunity to uh, there's a real chance that the Democrats uh, will be uh, become the minority in the House of Representatives, in particular, perhaps the Senate too, in the fall. Oh, and you're right. They've sold out to their secular, hardcore, progressive uh, agenda. But uh, I, I just think it's really going to hurt them. And I don't care, though. I'm glad it's going to hurt them in the fall at the polls because I think that it, we're, the polls are showing over and over and over again that the American people, a majority of the American people, do not, do not, do not agree with this agenda that uh, that Biden <clears throat> has been advancing, has been pushing. Uh, so. We will see what happens in the fall uh, with the election. Let me give you a couple of other stories related to this. Uh, Delta has announced, you know, they have a list of people who are noncompliant with the masks. They got about 2,000 people on it, and they uh, they don't have any intention of lifting that, uh, taking people off the list, even though the... the you're talking about they, yeah. have a, they have their own no-fly list? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Delta yep. Airlines? Okay. Yep. Probably all and, the airlines uh, do, they, I would guess. They say that people who uh, did not comply with mask uh, rules or did not obey, whatever, for whatever, maybe their two-year-old, you know, didn't keep their mask on. I'm sure those people are on the no compliance list, too, mm-hmm. have to prove themselves to the company before they'll be given their, restored their flight privileges. I'm not sure what that means, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe they'll have to beg. Maybe they'll have to recant uh, their, their disregard for masks. But that's what Delta is going to do. And meanwhile, this judge down in Florida, Catherine Kimball Mazell, uh, we're learning more about her, and the left is going after her with a vengeance, Tim. Uh, The the headlines on two major outlets uh, are these. Let me see if I can find this. Oh, yeah, here's here's Forbes. Judge in CDC mask ruling was rated not qualified by the ABA. And here's one from the Rolling Stone. Trump appointed judge deemed not qualified by bar association voids mask mandate on planes mm-hmm. and other travel. Well, here's the story on this. <clears throat> William Jacobson, um, who is, um, he's, he's been a frequent guest. He's the, he has a website. He's a law professor. From, it's called legal insurrection. And he's reporting, uh, that the truth is on the ABA situation, she's quite young. She's, I think 35, something like that. She was appointed by president Trump uh, the, the only reason the ABA ruled her not qualified is because she missed their qualification in terms of experience by four years. She's only been out of law school, well, only been, you know, practicing. Uh, she has like eight years of experience, and they, they required 12. And, in fact, they actually said um, she, they, were very, she, they were very complimentary. They said, Ms. Mazel has a very keen intellect, a strong work ethic, and an impressive resume. She presents as a delightful person. And she has many friends who support her nomination. Her integrity and demeanor are not in question. These attributes, however, simply do not compensate for the short time she has actually practiced law and her lack of meaningful trial experience. So the the not qualified rating was simply because of the lack of years. Because she has she's graduated, by the way, Tim, from Covenant College 
uh, in uh, Tennessee. She went to right. the University of Florida, Levin College of Law, so she doesn't have the, you know, the pedigree of all these Harvard attorneys who are doing such horrible things. She clerked for Clarence Thomas and a lot of other uh, notable justices. Uh, one of them is William Pryor from uh, He's on the Court of the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals mm-hmm. and others too. So that's the, they're going after her though. They're trying to destroy her. Yeah, but her. they can't do anything to her. She's a federal judge. She's uh, going to be there for as long as she wants to be. Unless they want to impeach her, I guess. Well, they, they, what they might do though is uh, prevent her from advancing. Well, she that's would true. be a great candidate, you know, for for Supreme Court eventually. Yeah. So th- that's That's why it's we, important who controls the Senate, right? Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, there's more to tell you, but I think let's pause for a second because we have another listener story. And let me just say that our phone number is 877-616-2396. That's 877-616-2396. Or you can go to AFR.net. And while you're doing that, let's listen to another listener. My name is Mona, and American Family Radio has been so wonderful. You hear the name of Jesus spoken all the time. You hear wonderful words from the Word and people talking about what's going on in the world from a biblical standpoint. I want to thank y'all. I want to I praise the Lord for y'all and keep it going. Beautiful, Mona. Thank you so much. Tim, uh, any, anything to report that we have? The, what, we have yes. a match? Uh, we have a $150,000 gift that will be matched if we can, if we can do so. And so uh, <laughs> we're asking people that... To, to give now, it's the last day of Sherathon, folks. Have your donation count on the last day of Sherathon. Don't wake up tomorrow or Monday and say, oh, I should have given. So my money could be counted towards the uh, grand total, which may be a record-setting amount uh, later this afternoon. We'll know if that's going to be the case or not. So uh, call in, make your gift, and double your giving right now. Uh, by here, here's, the, here's the phone number to reach us. 877-616-2396. Again, if you make a gift of $100 right now or $50 or $200 or $1,000 or whatever the case may be, it will be doubled by another generous listener. That's uh, that's that's the, that's what a matching challenge is. And so the phone number to call and reach us here at AFR right now, if you haven't given already, is 877-616-2396. American Family Radio Sharathon. We're on the line at AFR.net, AFR.net. We're going to take a short time out. We'll be back with more of Sandy Rios in the morning. I'm Tim Wildman joining Sandy on this last day of Sharathon. We'll see you back in uh, just, uh, just a couple minutes. I'm Bert Harper, co-host of Exploring the Word. During times of difficulty, we need hope. Real hope comes through a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. AFR is dedicated to sharing Jesus on every program. Whether it is Exploring the Word, Today's Issues, The Hamilton Corner, or any other program, we make much of Jesus. During this share you can make much of Jesus by making your contribution. Together, we shall share the hope that is in Jesus Christ. I'm Haywood Spears. 
calling from Mississippi. And I just want to tell American Family Association and all the other listeners how much you have blessed me. In 25 years that I've been associated with AFA, I'm an over-the-road truck driver, a very difficult, stressful job. And American Family Association has helped me through almost every mile of it. And I sure do appreciate Mr. Don Wildman, all the staff, the professors. It's, it's just a wonderful family. Makes me feel like family. And I appreciate it. God bless American Family Association. It's Spring share thought on AFR, and we're looking to Jesus. and make your pledge or give online at AFR.net. It's Sherathon on American Family Radio. All right, Sandy Rios back with you. I want to give a challenge to all of you who listen to this show every morning uh, from 8 to 9, Sandy Rios in the morning. We only have 19 minutes together, not even quite that when you say we have to stop like, like a minute before the top of the hour. So if you have not, you know, major pledge yet do mm-hmm. that it's just fun so let's join it's like like i said yesterday it's like we're building a barn together and we, as neighbors mm-hmm. we're bringing our stuff and we're building it and we're trying to build it as you know in this particular time frame it's kind of fun to do that so if you haven't called yet it's 877-616-2396 that's 877-616-2396 tim i've got a series of just different stories to share with you if okay that's well, i got right i got to ask you one thing before, oh, okay. before you, you said okay. you're on your church worship team. Yep. Is that yes? Is that, uh, uh, obviously singing, right? Yes. <laughs> what? What? Yes. Do you have? Uh, I guess I'm asking because I've tried to do that before, and I can't ever get on my church worship team. And I don't know how that <laughs> how that works. I keep giving you know, Tim. I you give have to know how to for, worship. That's all. Well, no, I, I, they, they give <laughs> you me. You flunked da- worship. Well, they give me dates for tryouts, and then I go, and it's nobody's there, and it's just <laughs> I don't know if I'm getting the runaround. I just don't know how you do that. Uh, oh, so that we'll see. But I just yeah. Well, just I, keep trying. Okay. You're, you're like Barney Barney Fife on Andy Griffith. Do you remember I have a lot episode? to give, but I, I just it just doesn't seem, seem to be received. That's that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Barney Fife on Andrew Griffith, right. you know, fancied himself <laughs> that, to be a great singer. And there's one episode where is, he... Um, I know the episode you're talking they, they, about. Okay, so they get a community <laughs> choir. They're going to do this big performance. And every time the guy conducts, some terrible sound is coming from the choir. <laughs> Barney, and Barney, right. and he keeps stopping them. He, the conductor keeps stopping it because he can't figure out. And so Barney comes down. And says, whispers, you know, I'll figure this out for you. I'll, I'll be able to. So he goes around and kind of listens. Well, anyway, obviously it turns out to be Barney, and then they don't know how to get rid of him. And so <laughs> no one can figure out what to do with Barney because he's ruining the entire right. rehearsal. But he thinks he's helping. Sure. And so the, on the final night, you wonder how they're going to solve this problem. And what they did was they, the, the curtain goes up, and Barney is featured off to the side. He's by himself. And um, when he opens his mouth to sing, his what comes out is just glorious. But turns out his mic is off, and there's another man actually singing the part. And Barney just gets his face is just lights up because he thinks, "Oh my gosh, that's me!" And he's singing and he's motioning, you know. And this voice is just glorious. But his mic is off, and another guy's singing. So that's oh, how they. That, I remember that episode. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh man, yes. that yeah, that's that's. It's, 
It's one of my favorites. I so know. you could try that, Tim. Get a proxy. <laughs> go, go sing. I just sing quietly and have your proxy sing. Uh, get from somebody I can get to lip sync for me. Oh, that, yes, exactly. Yeah, okay. I'll, and why I'll, not? I'll, I'll think about that. Oh my <laughs> All goodness. Right. Go well, ahead, you know anyway. that you know that my hometown is Chicago, okay, yes. and you know that the mayor of Chicago. This how this has happened. I have no idea. Lori Lightfoot, who is looks like a, a character from The Simpsons, she really does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's uh, it's uh, she's done horrible things, and she can be so convincing. She can be seem so nice, but she's done really horrible things, and so their murder rate there has just gone. It's skyrocketed. The crime rate has skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. At least fourteen people were shot fatally. Over Easter weekend, and the police don't even have any possible suspects, just to set the stage for what happened when she went to the Chicago uh, City Club of Chicago. I've been there many times. She was speaking there on Tuesday, and she said, basically, ladies and gentlemen, there's a narrative out there that our city is headed in the wrong direction. That noise is completely belied by these objective data points, which show a very robust economy that is creating jobs an opportunity. And when it comes to crime, we're trending in the right direction. And then a reporter stood up and asked her this. Mayor Lightfoot, every time you have a press conference, you say crime is down. Uh, the economy is booming. Well, that's, but, not, that's not true, but get your question, sir. Across the street, we had a police officer on duty, the victim of a hit and run. We have Michigan Avenue, the magnificent miles now referred to as the mile of fear. The Water Tower Place has thrown the keys back to the lender. They say they don't want to be in Chicago anymore. Real Chicagoans are asking me, how could you possibly even consider running for re-election as mayor of the city of Chicago after all the harm you've caused? Well, I disagree with you fundamentally, um, and I don't think I need to address any and dignify your comments one second further. Yeah. So yeah. So remember, so, she's married to uh, Lori Life was married to a basketball, a, a white basketball player who towers over her. She's like, you know, six five or something like that. Uh, it's just an odd. It's just odd, and it's really to me disgraceful. Uh, the the deaths. Uh, Lori Lightfoot, Tim has like on her uh, on her personal detail police. I think she's got eighty five. I think it's eighty five Chicago policemen guarding just her. Wow. Well, she didn't feel it. Yeah. She didn't. No. Yeah, she doesn't so, have to worry. So that's one story. Can I, can I tell you another story? Or you yes, want to go ahead. Okay, all right, here's another story. Uh, you may have heard that Piers Morgan is starting uh, a new show on Fox, and they've been uh, promoting an uh, um, interview he did with President Trump. And the, the report is that President Trump stormed off the stage. And they've been showing clips of it. Turn the mic off, and he gets up and you know storms off the stage. But President Trump actually released the actual footage of that. It turns out... That was t- that is a complete lie. The way they're promoting it is absolutely this. This is what the real interview says. The two men laughed and thanked each other. The recording shows there are no signs of Trump storming off. That was a great interview. Morgan says in the audio at the end. Trump agrees with yeah. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Morgan says, and that's when Trump says turn the camera off. By then, the former president has already risen from his chair, according to his communications director, who supplied the audio to NBC News. Budowicz alleged that the show's producers deceptively edited the video by splicing the sound of Trump saying, turn the camera off to make it falsely appear as if he made the statement while rising in anger. So just in case any of you are watching that promo, just know that is a, that's really not 
What happened? Well, I'll yeah. stop there. I've got other stories, but you want to comment? Well, I, I, I read. I was reading the news last night. I, I read uh, Piers Piers Morgan. Yeah, yeah. The the, the uh, journalist from uh, Britain, who's he's been in, on American television a lot, so most people know who he is. I read his first person account of of what happened there with his interview with President Trump, and uh, President Trump only agreed to give him a twenty minute interview. Uh, that was the agreement, and President Trump stayed for over an hour answering questions. So this, according to Piers Morgan, uh, you know about a wide range of issues. Uh, so that's that's really what happened. As far as him getting up and leaving, uh, I think uh, <clears throat> President Trump. Well, he was done with the interview, but he he fundamentally disagreed with Piers. Piers Morgan doesn't believe there was any election fraud, right? And and President Trump obviously 180 degrees from that, so they clashed over that. And uh, I don't know if that was the reason the interview ended or not. But my my point is that President Trump gave Piers Morgan, according to Piers Morgan, a lot more time uh, uh, on the interview than he ever agreed to in the first place. And and I think this is the initial show for Piers Morgan. On uh, is this on Fox News? You say yeah or what? Mm Okay, was it yes. like the weekend, or is it when is it going to air? Oh, I don't know anything about that, but I, it's uh, coming up, and I don't know. But okay, it's, uh, the but anyway, were... that's uh, that's what happened according to according to uh, according yeah. to Piers Morgan. But but the point that uh, yeah. the video shows is that they did yes, they did have some flashpoints on the election, but right. that's what they center on, and then they make it look like President Trump was mad and said the interview's over and walked off the set, and that's right. a lie. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's the point of that. So anyway, um, you know what? Let's do Tim. I've got a couple of more couple. I got a couple of more stories. Couple. <laughs> and uh, yeah, a couple. All right. But before we do that, let me remind everyone: this is our last few minutes together uh, for Shareathon. We've got uh, fifty. We have not about eight minutes left. And so, if you haven't called, it's time to do that. I hope yes. that you will. Those of you that listen to this show, it's kind of cool. It uh, it's fun for us uh, to see, you know, where we what kind of barn we're building here, how big it's going to be, and how secure. And uh, I, it's, it gives me a lot of uh, pride so and we're satisfaction. Having, we have it. We're having an AFR barn raising. Yes we? we are. Sandy? Yes, we are. Okay, yes, and we we're are. all joining in. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So everybody, somebody brings the lumber, and somebody does the nails, and. Yeah. Uh, we're all building this together like the Amish, I guess. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Or like the, our, our our forefathers a couple hundred years ago. Exactly. So the phone number is 877-616-2396, 877-616-2396. Or you can go to AFR.net and go online and give. And uh, while we're just kind of relaxing before a little bit more news here, let's listen to one of our <coughs> listeners. Hi. My name is Jericho Warren, and I'm calling from Worcester, Oklahoma. American Family Radio has blessed my life in so many ways, it doesn't seem possible. I started being an avid listener around two years ago. To be honest, I wasn't a big fan of the show, only because I realized I was a lukewarm Christian. I had been saved at age nine, and sadly, I wasn't living the life of a Christ follower. I struggled with sin on a daily basis, and once I started to listen to AFR, it made me want to be a better Christian and a better person. Listening to AFR has put my faith and life back on track. I can truly feel the Spirit of God working through all the hosts, and thanks to them, I have rededicated my life to Jesus Christ. I'm so thankful for them and all that they do. Thanks, and God bless. Wow, wow, beautiful. I think she said Jessa. I can quite catch the first name, but... 
that was just beautiful. And honestly, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you probably heard the term the Great Awakening. It took place uh, in the, the, the late 17th, or right actually before uh, the Civil War, the, the Revolutionary War, there were two, there was a Great Awakening. And it wasn't that Jesus, people didn't know about Jesus. They had grown up in Christian traditions, but it's that they did not, their hearts were not quickened, and they were living like Jessa just described, that lukewarm, not so interested, entertaining sin and, and sort of having it both, trying to have it both ways, which just doesn't work. And when the awakening came, their hearts were quickened, and they, they were excited, and that's what was the precursor to our our, our, our revolutionary war, when God miraculously uh, helped us to prevail. We should. It made no sense. It made no sense that this little fledgling fledgling country should beat the world's great superpower, Britain, at that time. Given what we had, the muskets, the hunger, the starvation, the lack of um, funding. It's just an amazing story. It is a unique story. It's the American story, and that's why we are the American Family Association, and we believe not only in God's principles, but how God uh, really was the author of the founding of this country in so many ways, the one God, Jehovah, and his son, Jesus. And so, Jessa, that's wonderful. It also reminds me, Tim, that when um, we—God draws us—sometimes people are drawn through conviction, brokenheartedness over their sin. There's no question about it, but I always maintain— that when Jesus is presented the way he really is, he is irresistible. Either you hate him and you run like crazy or you cannot resist. And uh, that's the way I'd like to think we present uh, serving the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no other way because it's just a better life. You come alive in every way. Life makes sense. Life has meaning and purpose. And uh, once you see that, uh, and you get you understand the benefits of righteous living, how it just frees you. That sin is just not worth it. It's not worth it. The thing that you think is the most important thing in your life that you indulge has no power over you anymore. And in comparison with what Jesus does in your life, you just can't resist it. And so uh, thanks, Jessa, for reminding us of that. And that's why uh, we appreciate you listening. This is our pledge that we want to bring that winsome Jesus to you every day. Our phone number is 877-616-2396, 877-616-2396, or you can go to AFR.net, AFR.net. Okay, Tim, one other story here. i got to choose between three, but I'll choose this one. The Florida Department of Health released new guidelines yesterday about treating gender dysphoria in children. Um, and they basically, there's three, there's a lot of points, but I'll give you three. Social gender transition should not be a treatment option for children or adolescents. That means hormones and all of those treatments. Anyone under 18 should not be prescribed puberty, puberty blockers or hormone, hormone therapy. Thank God for that. And last, gender reassignment surgery should not be a treatment option for children or adolescents. Who is this That's, saying this? This is the Florida Department of Health. Okay. They just released for, their for guidelines. For the state of Florida. Okay. For the state of Florida. Just so, diametrically opposed to what Biden's Justice <clears throat> Department is trying to force yeah. on school districts around the country. Yeah. So, Amen. I mean, that's good news from the state of Florida right there. The state of Florida and Governor DeSantis doing a lot of wonderful things to defend faith, family, and freedom. And I just applaud them. That, that's, that's, that's great news coming there from uh, their Department of Health. You know, and it's interesting, Tim. I know that he's a governor, so he has more influence for sure. But one righteous person, one righteous man can do so much. One righteous woman can change the world. 
And so when you feel discouraged about, you know, what your role in this, you're overwhelmed by the opposition in your family, uh, whatever form that takes, just mm. remember one righteous person standing firm can move the world, mm. can change the world. So uh, do not give up. Don't give up. Um, what other story? This is a sad one, uh, Tim. There, by Health Impact News reports that the data is showing that there's been a 1,000% increase in deaths and injuries of children age 5 through 11 following the Pfizer vaccine. And it goes through and tracks. Uh, and, and by the way, this, the other part of that, in California, for example, the LA Times is reporting that only 34% of children in that age group have taken the shots. So even though there's only 34% in California that have taken the shots, there's a 1,000% increase in deaths and injuries of kids ages 5 through 11. And the uh, Health uh, Impact News goes through and, and gives pictures and cites examples Who's of these Who's giving children vaccine shots for COVID? Oh, all, they're manda- Canada's mandating it and uh, all kinds of places around oh the world. And California, they're actually, you know, giving kids <clears throat> candy and bribing them. I guess I meant, I meant it to sound like this. What kind of person? Okay. Give, I, I, yeah, I know how it sounded like I didn't like I was ignorant of, of what's going on. I'm, I'm not ignorant of what's going on. I'm just saying, what yeah. kind of person yeah. shoots an experimental shot into children, for goodness sakes, oh. who aren't even affected oh. by? Uh, I mean, ninety nine point nine point nine nine percent of children aren't even affected at all oh. by uh, by COVID. Now, we're just about out of time here. Let me just say. Sandy, it's been nice to be with you the last three days for Sherathon. Nice to have you. Wonderful to have you, Tim. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me. It's been fun to be on. Let me give you the phone number, folks, um, to call us and make a gift to Sherathon, 877-616-2396. This is the last day of Sherathon, so don't delay. Don't uh, hold off any longer. Go ahead and give us a call. And by the way, your gift will be doubled right now. You give 100, it'll be 200 and so forth. So 877-616-2396 or AFR.net. Sandy? Yeah, well, and we've got uh, 15 seconds later. Uh, uh, late, uh, 15 seconds No, you left. got 12. Uh, yeah, 12 seconds. Okay, so so listeners to the Sandy Rios show, let's see what you can do. Okay, go for it. 877-616-2396 or go to AFR.net. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Tim. And we'll right. talk to you soon. Okay, Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk.